Pray on, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you all knew this, but uh, at the end of December, uh, Clyde retired uh, from the, the, the city. And uh, also this past year, he retired uh, as a fireman. And I know that um, he didn't get a lot of hoopla because Clyde doesn't want a lot of hoopla, but uh, the way Clyde served our families here in the church, the way he served our community, I just wanted to give something to him as a church and tell him how thankful we are for him. I have a, a plaque to give him. If you'll, Dave, if we have it still, you can throw it up on the screen, but this is what it reads. Uh, Clyde Martin, you are loved. Your church family wants to say thank you for your 30 years as a fireman and 28 and a half years for your faithful service to the city and families of Mason. In Galatians 6, 9 to 10, let us not get tired of doing good for you will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. And Clyde, thank you for being an example, but also for uh, caring for us so well. I love you, brother. You bet. I trapped you. <laughs> I was good. I've, been, I've been trying to get this coordinated uh, for about two months. And um, I was going to do it next week, and then I found out that he was going on a cruise. So I thought, man, we got to sneak this in. So, oh, you got a mic. Okay. Good. Morgan made me nervous. Uh, <laughs> she, she got here late with Sam. Um, but um, I want to tell you a little bit about Morgan and uh, what I know about her. But then uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Young Life this morning. Okay, This ministry that some of you know a lot about. Uh, some of you don't know anything about it at all. And uh, I do think it's worthy of spending our sermon time to discuss it because of, of uh, the work Young Life does. And it's a way that, that our church intersects with what we do here on a, on a daily, in a weekly basis. And, and uh, I think it's, it's, it's something to, to really consider. We have, uh, I know that John uh, Hills, our worship pastor, was formerly the president of the Young Life board. Uh, I know that, uh, of course, Thane goes with Morgan. Uh, he serves with Young Life and helps out there. Uh, also, Buddy Bowley. I know he's a volunteer with Young Life. But first, about Morgan, okay? Um, Morgan's been a member here for maybe a little over five years, right at five. Uh, Morgan and Thane have been married. Is it five or six? Six years in March. So they, uh, Morgan was brand new to Mason and to the church, uh, and uh, the church was going through transition. Uh, looking for a new pastor, and uh, they asked her, I guess because a new perspective, you started on the transition team, and, uh, and so uh, whenever I got to Mason, um, the transition team was getting the church ready to call a pastor, the process our church went through, and so whenever I got to the church, uh, Fane and Morgan were, were really a big part of the life of the church and became really close with Rachel and I, and uh, I identified them very quickly as some folks that had, you know, real potential to serving in ministry. And Morgan made a statement to me. Uh, it was on a, I think it was maybe a Wednesday night. We were actually, we, we rehearsed music on Wednesday night back in those days. And she said that she wanted to make sure that the church played a central role in their life and their marriage in Mason. And I just remember, you know, to hear a young person say that is not common. And, and it just stuck out. And I thought, man, we've, God's got some real pieces here to work on in our church. 
But also, I, I, uh, Owen and Gloria Williams have been faithfully serving uh, in the youth ministry. We used to have a paid youth pastor here, but that had gone away. But, but I knew Owen and Gloria were going to be moving out of youth ministry. And I talked to Thane and to Morgan about helping with that. And they had just recently started serving in Young Life as volunteers, not long before that. And so they said, we're going to pray about it. They came back and said, you know, we feel like this is what we need to do. And so they, they went in to resign from Young Life. Um, and there, uh, there was a person that you're going to hear about her in our story here this morning that also recognized the call and the significance of ministry that Thane and Morgan had and said, you know what, we don't want to lose you with Young Life. Uh, but this lady had connection with, a, with a, a, an outside ministry that said, we want to pay Morgan uh, to do youth ministry at First Baptist Mason and to do Young Life. And that, that was an amazing opportunity. We, we took advantage of that for a couple of years. But then J.W. Harrell, who was the formal, former uh, director of Young Life, felt a call to another uh, station with Young Life in New Bronzeville. And so whenever he left... Uh, Morgan was called as the Young Life uh, director. And so she's been doing that over a year now, right? About a year and a half or so, something like that. So now uh, we're going to just spend some time talking about Young Life. And because uh, and, and, I, I want get Morgan to, to explain to, to you what it is and also talk about her call and talk about the impact Young Life has had. What are the obstacles that might you know, lay, lay ahead of Young Life and Mason? What are ways that we as a church can support her in this ministry? Because um, when I came, there were people that either thought Young Life was just awesome or they thought it was, it was spawned in the depths of hell. It was really strange, you know. Uh, and, and it's because there was, a lot of people didn't understand it and what it was. And so uh, when I kind of got the picture, I thought, man, I want to be all in. And so uh, this, this kind of, that's kind of what this is about, helping our church become more all-in. So, uh, Morgan, if, if I'm just going to start, and then you can just take over any time. But first, what I'd like you to explain to the church is, what is Young Life, and how did it come to Mason? Okay, so, on. All right. um, Young Life has been here for, well, coming on eight years, and um, how it came about was there were a group of adults that were no- noticing just a need for outreach to our high school age students. So adults in the community reached out to the organization and said, we want Young Life to be active in our community. Um, wasn't something that just came about and was like, hey, you people need us, you know. Um, right. and, and these folks were in, a, <clears throat> were, were in, in the local churches yes. in Mason? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, what was the other question? So, so um, what is young life? But what, what is, is young it? life? Um, <laughs> what so do we want? We, here? <laughs> we are an outreach ministry to adolescents, um, but something that we focus in on is going to kids where they're at. Um, we have a thing called contact work that we really find very crucial in building relationships with kids. We interact with them during school at lunches, have them over at our house. I mean, we, I almost say sometimes I get paid to just hang out with high school kids. Um, But the main idea is that I build relationships with them, our volunteers build relationships with them, so that we have the right to be heard. That we, based off our friendship, then can say, hey, we'll tell you about this guy named Jesus. 
Um, and it just is perceived a little differently whenever those kids know you and they trust you and they, they've been hanging out with you. Um, it's just they perceive it a little differently. Um, several of our students that we focus in on aren't kids that are plugged into local church. I personally believe that the family dynamic is just broken today. And how I grew up, my parents brought me to church every day. The doors were open. Um, <laughs> but the kids don't have that, that family dynamic anymore. Their parents aren't dragging, dragging their butts to church, to be honest. And um, so we have to go where they're say, at. Can you say that? I, I can. Oh, I just okay. did. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope so. Okay. Don't drag me off stage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the kids... There's just this connotation that the church is a little intimidating to them. And so through relationships, through fun, Mm -hmm. and through these friendships, you know, our goal here, Mason, is that we introduce them to Jesus, and then we plug them into the body of Christ because they need that. Mm -hmm. Young Life can't disciple these kids and mentor these kids to their potential, and that's what the body of Christ is for in our local churches. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the main thing that Young Life does is to go where the students are, where there's not necessarily another outlet or, or outreach happening to them with the gospel, with a biblical. And also, too, just I, I did a lot of homework on Young Life um, when I first came because I didn't know what it was. I maybe heard about it, but I didn't know a lot about it. But uh, they're, they're a, a, a biblical-based ministry that's been around for about 60 years or somewhere. Going on 75. Going, going on 75 years. Uh, but it, it's something that doctrinally we would, we, our, our church would align with and is what they believe. Uh, but then the, the primary focus is to go, to go to where students are and to reach them with the gospel and then to get them plugged into the local church. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I heard what, that's what that was about, I thought, well, that, I, I, I'm in. That, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Um, so, um, so, so you kind of you kind of answered this question, um, but but I mean, who are you specifically looking to reach through Young Life? I mean, you just kind of talk a little bit more about. I guess maybe the, the students that you are reaching. You know, who who are they? How, how do you and how do you go about that? I mean, how do you get them to come? Because um, I understand the premise too, and this has been happening for over seventy five years. Is that you know we, we lived in, in a we live in a post Christian society. Now it's a little bit different in rural Mason, you know, because uh, you know church and, and faith is still a really big part of it. But uh, at the same time, if you moved into a community uh, and you wanted to be successful in business, you had to go join the First Baptist or the First whatever church, right? That's not the case anymore. The church is not looked at the same as it was in American society, and I think that's a good thing personally. But, um, but so we got students that are intimidated or don't know about church or they just have some vague connection to church. Um, but, I mean, who, who are these students and, and how are you going in, in connecting with them? So my motto is that young life is for everyone. <laughs> um, I believe we, we disciple to not only the students, our volunteers, our committee members, our donors, everybody that's involved with it. Um, we have opportunity for kids that are believers to be leaders in their school and invite their friends in on what we're doing. We have um, a couple tools that we use throughout the year. If you've ever heard people talk about club is a party with a purpose. And so 
we have a clubhouse over on Mesquite Street. Um, it's a really sketchy place, but it's awesome. <laughs> um, and the kids have loved it. I mean, it, it smells like high school kids. Um, but the kids come there every Monday night, and we start off real high energy, and then we end the evening with a presentation of the gospel. <clears throat> now, we'll do a talk sequence in the fall of simply just starting from the basics. I found myself assuming that kids know what we're talking about. Um, and I, this still is clear as day. A couple years ago, I had a student. She came running in the clubhouse right after we had been done, and there were cookies and stuff. And she goes, Jesus walked on this earth? And I just laughed, and I was like, yeah. And she just was beside herself. I about hit the floor. She couldn't believe that Jesus was historical, um, and that the stuff in the scripture are historical events. And I had just assumed that they know that kind of stuff. And so in the fall, we'll do a presentation of like, you know, who is Jesus? Uh, why is the Bible important? Um, why we might need a savior? And we'll do the cross talk and then about a response to his love for us. And then the spring is when we take opportunity for our volunteers to just talk to the kids about how it's relevant in their lives. And we'll share our testimonies or just simply talk about stories in the gospel um, that just show us who Jesus is and how through Jesus we can learn who God is. Um, and so, yeah, but we always just kind of draw them in with something funny or goofy or disgusting, you know, whatever kids love. We're, we're willing to do it because that the humor and, and the just the fun of it kind of just breaks down those walls if they're a little uncomfortable about being there. But if we all laugh together, it just lightens I, up the mood. I remember going to club one night and seeing, I think, it, I think Kelly uh, Martin was making a peanut butter sandwich with her feet yes. and feeding it to Clyde <laughs> with her feet. I think that's what it was. Yeah, we had an adult club, just invited adults in the community to see yeah. what the kids go through. So we had club for them. And, I don't think uh, I'd ever come back, though. Yeah. <laughs> If I had to do that every time, but yeah, the kids yeah. come back. so so a lot of the students that come um, is because y'all the, the 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 volunteers are reaching out to them, but also the students mm-hmm. themselves are going in and inviting their their friends to come to club. Yes. So our goal is that if if I was going to go through the process of your ideal young life kid, freshman year they go to polar bear camp for a weekend, and that's just kind of where they're like, hey, this person's kind of cool. They're not so weird after all. It breaks down those walls. And then we try to get them to go to Young Life Camp the next summer. And then once they've experienced camp, they have an opportunity to go a program called Work Crew. And they spend three weeks serving other high school students from all over the U.S., all over the world, really, um, at a Young Life Camp. They serve for three weeks and are discipled while they're there. And then we actually have a student <clears throat> get a part of the, they call the um, discipleship program, where she goes for 10 days but it's a lot smaller, more one-on-one um, mm-hmm. work. Um, but that she just stood out to them at work crew for the summer, and they're like, hey, we you know, want her part of this program. So I have a student go in this summer, mm-hmm. the discipleship program. And then they have it. I mean, it continues. They could go into college, and they can end up being volunteers when they're in college. Um, being a rural area, we function a little differently. Most of our volunteers or parents, um, or teaching staff, or instead of college students, or yeah. But like in that, other yeah. ministries, they'll have college age students chasing after high school kids yeah. okay. and middle school kids. So. 
So what are, um, what, what are some barriers that you've perceived? Because, I mean, it sounds like to me that the goal of Young Life and the ministry that you've been called into is to go and reach students that other church, the churches are not reaching, to share the gospel with them, getting them to build relationships with their friends and through, through the Young Life program and getting them plugged into the church. What, what are some of the barriers that you see or have experienced that, that have kind of made that difficult? Or, or what, are, what are challenges that you face in what you do? Um, kids today are instant satisfaction, I guess, suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to trust that relationships take time. Um, I think it's easy to think when you read scripture that Jesus did all this stuff in one month and then, you know. 30-day plan. Yeah, 30-day yeah. plan and Jesus yeah. did it all. Um, but when you think about it, you know, Jesus poured into just 12 and so as much as you want to just stand on top of the mountain and scream and have, you know, kids pouring out the doors and windows at club, it takes time. Um, in Mason, our kids are busy. I mean, they strive to be athletic. They strive to be, you know, successful in academics. And so in this fall, you know, I will average almost 60 kids each week. But in the spring, it drops down to 20 yeah. You know, 15. And it's just staying consistent in, in keeping, keeping the goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do just have to continue to communicate with them that we're in partnership with the church. I, I tell the kids, mm-hmm. like, we're not a youth group. Mm-hmm. You know, we're introductions, or we're introducing these kids of Jesus, but you get plugged into your youth group at church. I mean, you're, you're, they're welcome to come as long as they want. Um, but if I have a kid not coming to club because their mom wants them home that night, but then they're going to church on Wednesday, that, that's where I want them. Um, so, yeah. Well, what, what is it that the church can do? Um, because parachurch organizations rose up in the last 100 years, really 150 years. Um, and a, there's a lot of, you know, do you realize that there's, you realize that there's over 60 nonprofits in Mason? Y'all realize that? I mean, the church is a nonprofit. Young, Young Life's a nonprofit, but 60. Um, you know, that, that includes, you know, nonprofits to help animals and stuff like that. But, um, you know, there's, there's a reason Young Life is needed. Uh, because not everybody in Mason is walking and following Jesus. Okay, so there, there's a good example there. But what is it that the local church can do uh, to, to really, you know, ha- have an optimal relationship with Young Life to help, to help what Young Life does uh, fulfill its mission? Because the church has a role too, right? What, what is it that the church can do to help? Um, I mean, of course, every organization, you know, has an expense. And so we have a budget that we have to achieve every year. Um, but... I think one thing that really is effective, especially in Mason, is just understanding what we're doing and sharing that mission with other people. I mean, when I, I found this out a few months ago, when I started off as a volunteer, I was, actually, I was sitting in Julie Tedder's classroom, and we were practicing for a worship song, and her daughter, Justin, came in and said, what do you do on Monday nights? Oh, I'm... 27 at the time, no kids, I do nothing, you know, I work and go home, and um, that's how I got into volunteering, was a high school student reached out to me, and uh, 
JW at the time said he was so terrified that a Baptist person had showed up to volunteer. <laughs> like I, he was scared because our church, unfortunately, had shut the doors to to anything young life. Um, it, they had this connotation that they were trying to take kids out of the church, you know, for just young life. Um, and obviously, we've you know transitioned that. Well, but, I remember asking J.W. to come preach for me one time. Mm-hmm. He said, are you sure that's okay? <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, what are you going to say? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, just, we just had not opened our minds and opened our hearts to, to the, the kingdom of God. You know, it's just trying to do what our church is trying to do when we're all trying to do the same thing. And so just voicing that Young Life is a, it's almost a social club for kids and then we sneak a little Jesus in there because we know volunteers, community, everybody that supports the ministry, that kids need Jesus. And it just, that's what it boils down to. Um, and so whether you have you know, relationships with kids or your own children, that you can give them a vision that we are trying to reach everybody at that high school, that Young Life is for everybody. And we want them to come once a week, be a kid, and hear about Jesus. So just talk about us. <laughs> you know, another a reason that, that I, I think our church should be wholeheartedly supportive of Young Life is because of the students that sit over here at different times in the year in this pew. I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I tried to sit down and count. I think we've baptized probably eight teenagers through our church um, as a result of the ministry that Young Life has had. Um, I don't know if many of you remember uh, Natalia, but I remember uh, I was helping Thane and Morgan at Crew, and I remember I remember as if it was, it was yes, just yesterday. It was Alina and Natalia. They started coming, and we were meeting in here, uh, worshiping, and they would sit in the back. They'd always sit together, and they were just you know they were kind of just really you know kind of not not sure if it was a safe place or not you know, and uh, that relationship that you were building with them, and I remember they started to come had had a lot of. You know, it wasn't easy, was it? It's not, it's not easy ministering to these students. Uh, but uh, I remember having all these conversations and, and working with you guys. And the last conversation I had with Natalia before she left, so if, you, if you saw her, some of you would recognize Natalia if you don't know, know who she is. Um, she went off to Angelo State this past year. And uh, she, she just started peppering me with questions about where she should go to school. And she said, okay, and she finally decided she's going to go to Angelo State. Then she said, okay, where do I need to go to church in San Angelo? I, I want to make sure, you know, this is going to, there's going to be good churches where I can go and plug into. Uh, you know, she wasn't asking about Young Life, and she might be, I don't know if she's plugged into Young Life no, at Angelo she's, she's plugged into the local church. And, and she's just, she's committed to Christ now. And I, that's, that's just one example. Uh, some, some kids were harder to reach. They had to actually move Alyssa into their house. Uh, to try to get her, you know, straight. I don't know if you know that, but Thane and Morgan actually have. Uh, that's okay. They're a student um, that they've reached through Young Life, a part of our church, needed a place to live to finish out their senior year of high school. And so Thane and Morgan opened their home up uh, to Alyssa. Uh, and so, uh, I mean, they, Thane, Thane and Morgan have a, have a heart and a call uh, to reach students. And, and I, I think we already all know that, uh, but I just wanted to, to highlight that. And um, so here's the two, two more, one more question and another thing that I want to speak on. How can your church family, 
uh, First Baptist Church of Mason, pray for you and for your volunteers. I mean, what are some specific things that, that, that we can pray for you for? I definitely need prayer. <laughs> um, because it's, I mean, Satan's real, guys. And there's been times where you get really discouraged and you ask yourself why. Especially, there's a, there's a big difference between being a volunteer and going on staff. And with my staff position, there's just a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that it's easy to get buried underneath all the need-to-do stuff and you forget why you're doing stuff. Um, <clears throat> but the recent thing that I've been struggling with is that kids are so disinterested. They don't think they need Jesus it just doesn't apply to their life. They're fine. They have enough followers on Instagram, and, you know, they got good grades, and they're okay. And so I, I just don't know how you convince disinterested kids. Um, and you don't, I mean, you can't convince them. It's just, it's just something that God has to do. God has to work in their hearts. But they're just, they don't see a need for it. And, um, and so just to pray for our volunteers and, and staff to keep God's plan in, in vision and use that to motivate us. Because it's a little intimidating when you walk. I mean, I've been <clears throat> hanging out at the high school for four years, and it still scares the daylight out of me to walk in there. It's like the beginning of every semester. I'm like, oh, gosh, there's new kids and, like, you, you want to know all their names, but there's one of you and a bunch of them. And then sometimes you have the kid that's like, what's my name? And then you feel like a jerk because you forget. Um, and so it just it, they're intimidating at times. And then you have stories like, you know, Natalia, that I, I would do all of this just for one kid. It is worth it to me. And, um, and so just prayer that, that we find our strength in God and that his, his plan and his purpose is our vision and our, our reminder and motivation for what we do. I think, I think we can do that, church. Don't you think we can? Yeah, pray for these folks. Um, there's one thing that I, I want to uh, tell you about this morning, uh, a plan that I have uh, for the First Baptist Church, and I want to make it an annual thing, uh, but we'll have Morgan come again. But um, there are 60 nonprofits in Mason, and I'm sure all of them are good, uh, but there are certain things that are best. Uh, me and my family, we, we tithe to the local church. We bring our offerings above the tithe to the local church. Uh, but uh, we... This is something that, that I want our church to support, uh, Mason Young Life. And April 19th, now, now that, isn't that the month y'all are taking money for, to help for camp in April? Is that what you told yeah, me? we start our fundraising. In April. Uh, April 19th, I want to have a specific day where our church will take a special offering for Mason Young Life. Uh, the money that we put in the plates that day, I want to exclusively commit it to, uh, to serving uh, Mason Young Life. And so uh, we'll be talking more about that. But here, I'm going to just read a, one verse of scripture this morning, um, and then uh, we're going we're gonna to close. And so um, this is another reason that 
uh, I, I understand why, um, you know, a church would have a difficult time getting their arms around what, what some, a parachurch ministry like this is. Um, you know, we, 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 we sometimes build up our own little kingdoms. We're all should be working to serve one king in one kingdom. Uh, but I understand where that comes from. But here, here, here is something that uh, I am convinced uh, is a reason we should get behind Young Life. Uh, Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7 is a text that's often quoted. Um, but this is what the Scripture says. It says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the herald who proclaims grace and brings good news of good things, who proclaims uh, salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Uh, the work that, that Morgan does and leads, these are the volunteers to do, has an intent purpose of sharing the gospel with people that don't have it. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, what your passions are, but I want you to know as a Christian, I think that there should be a great big area in your heart that is consumed was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. If there's not an area in your heart where you are consumed and compelled to share the good news of Jesus, I question if you really know the same Jesus that I know. And, and so uh, there's many different ways that we do that as a church, but a huge area of evangelism that's happening in Mason happens at that clubhouse that stinks over on Mesquite Street. Uh, but but I, I want to pray for Morgan. Also, Thane, will you come up here? And Buddy, will you come up here? You're a volunteer with Young Life as well. That's all the volunteers we have, isn't it? You're this, here at the church this morning. So Morgan, come on down here. Pastors and deacons, uh, would y'all come down here as well? You come on, come on down. We're gonna we're gonna pray uh, for for uh, for these volunteers, and then we're gonna conclude our uh, our service this morning. But. Man, we're going to have to have some discipline for deacons, man. There ain't nothing nobody here today. So uh, you are, yeah, Thane is here. Yeah, so we'll pray for yourself. So, all right, let, 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 let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, um, Lord, I'm so grateful, Lord, for the Martin family. Lord, you have blessed this church, Father, for literally decades, uh, Lord, with the use of this family. Father, I pray, Lord, that the ministry of our church Father, will produce, Lord, uh, more families, God, that will have generational blessings uh, for this community and for this church. Lord, I pray, God, that, that you'll continue to do that, but, Lord, specifically, Lord, with this family. Lord, thank you for Thane and Morgan's call, um, Lord, to, Lord, to set their lives aside for you. Uh, Father, uh, specifically, Lord, though, we, we do ask God for blessing, uh, Lord, for uh, this ministry of Young Life in Mason. Father, I pray that Lord, you would, Lord, give, Lord, Morgan, Lord, the, the ability, uh, Lord, and, and the wisdom, Father, to motivate, Lord, her volunteers, Father, Lord, to have a huge, great, big vision, Father, that only you can accomplish. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, as they lead to reach these students with the gospel, Father, that, Lord, um, Lord, they would draw on your resource and not on their own resources, God. Father, there's no way they can accomplish their work without that. But, Father, please, Lord, Lord, do that for them. But, Father, I also want to pray, God, for the other churches in Mason. Father, God, I pray, Lord, that they would be receptive, Father, uh, Lord, to partnering, Lord, not, Lord, whether it be financial, but, Lord, also, Lord, just being congregations, God, Lord, that would receive students and love them no matter who they are and where they come from. Father, to show them your great love and your great plan for their life. 
And Father, I pray that we would take this morning this example of this important ministry, Father, to heart. Every one of us, God, to know, Lord, that the only answer to society's problems or their apathy uh, for you is that we share your gospel and we rely on your power to do it. God, I pray, Lord, that you would multiply yourself through Young Life in Mason. God, that you would multiply yourself, Father, through the First Baptist Church of Mason. I pray, God, that we would not be a country club, Lord. We would not just be a gathering place of like-minded people to have fun and go to Super Bowl parties. But, oh, God, we would be about your business. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, so... uh, that, that's going to conclude the morning service, and it feels really weird for me, okay? Uh, but uh, praise team, y'all come on back up. We're going to close in song, uh, and, uh, and we're going to be done for this morning's worship service. But uh, here's the deal. If, uh, if you've got burdens that you carried with you this morning, uh, or you, have, uh, and you, you want to talk, you want to pray about what's going on, uh, I'm going to hang around a little bit longer this morning to visit. Uh, if you have questions about Young Life, I'm going to ask uh, Morgan to be hanging out in the back with me if you want to visit about that. Uh, also on the back table, that's the sign-up for the marriage retreat. Also on that back table, there's little pledge cards. If you want to help financially support Young Life on your own, uh, that, that would be a huge blessing. So anyways, that, that'll uh, be the, the, the close of it. So uh, John, would you just uh, close us out in song? And we'll be gone this morning. Unless, unless you need somebody else to come and start the song off for you. No. I'll try not to forget this time. Uh, how great, David, let's do How Great Thou Art.